0: Welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast, where two generations of owls, Michael the dad, me, and Hank the son, discuss the latest in movies, plays, books, video games, and more. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast. I'm your co-host,
1: Michael Owl, and I am here with... Hank Owl.
0: Hank Owl, what are we talking about
1: today? We are finishing WandaVision. We're talking about the final episode, and this is the ninth podcast we've recorded on WandaVision, and i remember when we didn't record nine podcasts a year <laughs> so this is kind of a step forward for it, us
0: it is it's a step up and what a fun what a fun one it's been what a great series to do this with yes like it's been really really enjoyable to watch i think uh, definitely and to do these record these with you i've really enjoyed it a lot
1: Yes. Uh, we're recording this March 6th. This is a day after the final episode come out. We usually record them a day afterward. Yeah. Are
0: we getting right to WandaVision, or is there something we're talking
1: about beforehand? Yes. Something the listeners will know we really care about, which is Space Jam 2. If you know us, you know we love Space Jam. That, uh, that is a joke. <laughs> We've never talked about Space Jam before.
0: Nor did I, I have not seen the original Space Jam. Did you? No.
1: <laughs> so you may maybe wondering why are we talking about the Space Jam? And the answer is to fill up the space where dead air might be. <laughs> I know I was complaining
0: about the 365, 24 seven news entertainment news cycle, but apparently it's we get
1: there is some room to improve. <laughs> yes, yes, we are partly to blame for its existence, uh, but. Actually, now now since we are talking about Space Jam, the images that they released from uh, I think Entertainment Weekly article, Entertain I don't know what it's called. I don't know what the magazine's called. Um, it actually looks good. Like the images we see seen, kind of get me excited. So the what is, so? What about tell describe the images and say what why why that is exciting to you? One and this one I don't really care about is LeBron James. Dunkin' an electric-looking, cool-looking basketball. But does in, he play like, Michael Jordan board. in this? Yes, he does. No. <laughs> yeah. He plays himself. Oh, uh, okay. Although I imagine Michael Jordan will be making a cameo appearance. Who will he play? <laughs> wow. The second image, which is the one that does get me excited, is Bugs Bunny in front of, like, all these whole bunch of people Characters from different universes that Warner Brothers owns, but uh, basically the only real the only really thing to point out is that Bugs Bunny looks great. <laughs> what you, what is he? Has he been
0: working out? Did he get some <laughs> Botox done? What do you mean he looks great?
1: <laughs> I mean he looks like because it's no longer the two D animation that was in the first one. It's the three D. I mean, look at it. Like you could see all his hairs are nice. Okay. Like, it just looks good.
0: I guess I wouldn't have noticed. Uh, I mean, I guess he does. You're right. I guess I would need a picture of the previous what he looked like to really compare the two and know know that he now looks better.
1: I mean, I don't see how you don't see that and think that's great.
0: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I don't know how to explain it. It looks fine. I remember I was happy with Bugs Bunny when he was, you know, much looking much worse in my Saturday morning cartoons when I was growing up. Yes. He looked great then. To
1: and me. some people might be angry. I'm sure no one's angry. Some people might be slightly annoyed that it is 3D animation. So we sh- we should cancel Bugs Bunny. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. We should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what what? Basically, usually when I see 3D animation, I'm a little. I think it looks weird. <laughs>
0: give me a give me a film that was in three D animation, if you can. Like just so I get it.
1: God, I don't think we've seen much three D animation. Okay, it's usually, I think it's used more in TV than it has been in movies. Okay, so I, see, or I guess like maybe it's just just the TV three D animation that looks bad. Like is to Toy
0: Story three D animation? I
1: have no idea. I'm okay. really talking that in my behind. <laughs> yeah. But I'll, Bugs Bunny looks good. All right, there all right, we go. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then the, another, the third image is uh, Don Cheadle holding a, a kid. Uh, possibly holding a kid hostage. Possibly offering that kid to LeBron James. <laughs> I have no idea. Oops. As a sacrifice? <laughs> As a sacrifice, yes. Is Don
0: Cheadle playing Michael Jordan?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Don Cheadle's playing an antagonistic character. Okay, all right. One thing that I did not know, which probably will be happening, is uh a bunch of characters from a bunch of different franchises that Warner Brothers owns are gonna be appearing. Do you have um like I think in the in that image of the people that are behind Bugs Bunny and the image where he's standing in front of a bunch of people, looks like I can see like an Amazonian warrior Wonder Woman and like looks like in the background there's Marge Simpson. And what? there's, like, some floating shark person, and there's, like, this big cow-looking
0: monster. <laughs> You're not selling this. I'm
1: not. I'm not.
0: <laughs> so, do you have any idea? What was the plot of the first movie, and any idea what the plot of the second movie is?
1: Plot is like, what's it, the setup? The plot <laughs> of this one is that NBA superstar LeBron James teams up with Bugs Bunny and the rest of the Looney Tunes for the long-awaited sequel. Long-awaited. Were you awaiting this? Longley. <laughs> uh while i uh look up the plot of the first one um who do you think is a better player michael jordan or lebron James? <laughs> <Dance? laughs>
0: well i'm glad you asked i do have a 97 point presentation on this exact topic uh i think they're both wonderful players
1: in a desperate <laughs> attempt to win a basketball match and earn their freedom the looney tunes seek the aid of retired basketball champion michael jordan
0: All right. <laughs> uh, I w- yeah. I I don't know anybody who who loved these movies. I, just,
1: I think here we I just missed the, them
0: in the age group kind of thing.
1: Your uh That was from the first one. Yeah, this is from the first one.
0: Okay, Except stop shaking it. I see it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm showing. It's him harder to to see showing him when an image you move it around. in the first space. Okay, that jam. does
0: look dramatically different. Now show me see the 3D one again. That looks good to me.
1: Well, yeah, but this also looks
0: good. Yeah, they're very, very different. So, I'm... I'm you I can don't... see all
1: his different hairs. Aren't <laughs> you <laughs> Are
0: you making... So, is that a rabbit hair joke? Is that, a, is that a Is that a? grammar joke? No. Or is that... you no, not. His that. literal hairs.
1: His literal hairs. Can I,
0: can I see the hairs? Shake the camera around for me. This is
1: interesting. <laughs> this is very entertaining audio. Oh, God. Darn it.
0: <laughs> I accidentally grabbed the home button. Can we move on? Can we talk about WandaVision, please? <laughs> yeah, it me be the fun. And of course, I grabbed the home button and lost it at all. At any rate. So, okay. So, Looney Tunes, when is this
1: coming out? Do you know? Uh, I think May. All right. May. Uh, nope. July. July 16th. That's the day after my birthday. I think
0: I know what we're doing for my birthday now. Not seeing Space Jam too? <laughs> I don't
1: know. Maybe, possibly. We probably will end up seeing this. You think? <laughs> <laughs> you think? I don't know. It feels like that's a big that's a big um, blockbuster ish movie. This feels like a you
0: and one of your friend movie things. <laughs> no. oh. All right,
1: but WandaVision, spoilers. Yes, If you haven't WandaVision. seen the episode, do not listen to the podcast. Or, if you don't care, listen to the podcast. <laughs> and, and get spoilers. Yes. So this is the final episode of the season. Yes, and it is entitled The Series Finale. It's directed by Matt Shackman, who is the series director. Uh, the TV series. This episode was written and the TV series was created by Jack Schaefer, who is also the head writer of the show. The character Wanda Maximoff was created by Stanley and Jack Kirby. The character of Vision was created by Roy Thomas and John Buscema. Executive story editors are Peter Cameron, Bobak Esferjani, and Mackenzie Dore. Staff writers are Megan McDonnell, Laura Dunney, and Cameron Squires. What did you think of the episode?
0: I really liked it. I liked it a lot. I um, so we saw it. You know, we watched it last night and then we watched it again this morning. And I, I'm glad we did the second viewing because I I think last night I would felt a little bit anticlimactic. I think part of that was the uh, mid mid and end credit scenes, which I'm sure we'll get to eventually. But um, yeah, I would say like I liked it last night, but I really liked it a lot more today. Uh, there's so so many things that I thought were fun. I thought they uh, emotionally uh went there, which was wonderful. I thought uh they wrapped it up but also, you know, kept it going. It was different than I thought it was gonna be. A lot of our predictions um were not necessarily true and play out and some of the like the big cameos we thought might come towards the end of it didn't really come. Uh but I didn't really miss it. Um so yeah, I liked it a lot. I don't know how detailed you want me to get right now with this. Uh, I got some specific moments I could talk about. But well, what about it. you? What did you think?
1: I thought I thought it was pretty good. I think I enjoyed it less than you did. I'm a, still a little disappointed. I felt kind of like you did from the first watch, even after the second watch, okay, which is that it felt it felt a little anticlimactic. I didn't get the emotional payoff. I feel like I should have.
0: Okay, so why don't we talk about the things we liked about it, and then maybe we'll go like how we wished it was a little bit different, or, or maybe talk about things that we didn't like, including I guess the the emotional payoff at the end for you. Does that make does that sound good? Sure. Uh, so, oh, whoops, that's the wrong episode. Uh, so let's. I want to talk about just the whole thing of they teased last episode with White Vision, you know, coming at the mid or end credit scene. I don't remember which. And so we had White Vision and, I guess, regular Red Vision uh, fighting it out in an aerial battle, which can get really old and boring. And, uh, like, we're talking about, like, Superman and Batman, like, not Superman and Batman, Superman and... uh, General Zod. Zod, like, their battle, that was boring to me. This was great. I really liked it a
1: lot. Oh, and uh, having rewatched Man of Steel recently for the Snyder Cut, it is still... Just as boring. <laughs> All right, good to know. <laughs> You're confir- confirming the boredom. Um,
0: I really liked it a lot. There were cool moves. I liked the lasers coming out of the, the you know where the minestone would have been, and uh, I like the moves. I like the you know the dodging and the way it was done. And I liked the fact that it was destructive, but not crazy destructive. And I also liked the fact how it ended. I hope that like the words and vision communicating with vision uh
1: the vision i think is how they're credited
0: oh cool um i like that i, I liked how that resolved itself it, it was very credible to me like it was it, i bought the entire thing nothing took me out of it
1: uh like, yeah i really I loved really the, liked it a lot the ship of thesis thing like i really that whole conversation yeah was very good very, very well done that whole that whole fight
0: and the aerial maneuvers beforehand i really really dug you know, like, it, like there was one moment where Red Vision is running away from the laser beam of White Vision and kind of goes up and moves. Like, it was all very, like, seemed like it made sense physics-wise. Uh it was never like, oh, you know, oh, that wouldn't happen, you
1: know. And also, I'm glad they weren't smashing through houses.
0: Yeah, me too. I mean, that library gets busted up, but then, I, I don't know, I didn't notice this, but somebody, one of the articles I read pointed it out, like... They destroy a library, but it's words that actually help them get back together and end the fight. So I dug that a lot. Uh, I loved in the beginning with um, Wanda learning that, you know, Agatha, I guess, can kind of like absorb her powers or whatever. So she did her little sneaky little move with the hand and got the car to hit Agatha and knock her into the house and kind of end that stalemate. And I like the Wizard of Oz shout out with the shoes. I thought that was cool. Uh, I loved when Wanda is, you know, not knowing that White Vision is trying to kill her and that kind of tenderness, and then he starts to crush her skull. Like, that was really powerful. I feel like skull crushing has come up a lot more in television and movies than it used to, (laughs) but I'm thinking of Game of Thrones. It was one of those little moments, and then I think since that Game of Thrones, I feel like Hands on a skull and being able to crush it is a very credible threat in television and movies now, just so you know. Uh, So I dug that. I really loved when Agatha kind of tethered Wanda's control over the townspeople and we see how painful and hurt uh, they are. That woman who's like, you know, please, like, you know, can we have my eighth grader involved? Like, she can be the bully. She can be friends with your sons. You know, please get her out of her room. I want to hug her. I miss my, miss my kid. I thought that was great. The other woman who was like, you know, just kill us. You know, if you quit toying with us, just kill us. Please let us die. Uh, all of that I thought was, was poignant and wonderful. And I bought Wanda's, again, great acting on Elizabeth Olsen's part. Like, I really felt her pain, her disappointment in herself, the realization of everything that she's done. like I thought that was all really, really well done. Um, yeah, I mean, that's... Well, tell me about some, tell me some of you. I got some more, but uh, I've been talking a while.
1: I mean, really, a lot of the stuff I like are the stuff you like. It's stuff you, you, may, you just mentioned. I think Elizabeth Olsen's acting has been incredible throughout the whole show, and I'm going to be really incredibly shocked if she does not get nominated for an Emmy come... 15 years ago when the 15 years <laughs> yeah, later right. when the Emmys happened I bet yeah I mean all the stuff that whole all the, that really that uh when Agatha lifts the spell from all these people that's just I, I feel like that was that was pretty well done and when that yeah, a beautiful moment when we see vision and the kids fading away originally when she's originally trying to get rid of the thing and like she can't do it i th- i thought that was really good
0: yeah me too uh i also loved um towards the end of the episode when Wanda kind of sneaks up behind agatha and does the little like gives her like a fantasy of her maybe worst fear or sends her into a i don't know what they call it when she does that to you but like i guess she makes you pick she makes you see things that aren't there. Uh, like she did in Age of Ultron to the Avengers. I thought that was cool. So I love kind of seeing that power come back and getting to revisit that whole um, circle of witches, uh, the coven kind of thing, the flashback that started episode eight. You know, like I I liked being back there. I liked the fact that those there were zombified witches were like, you're the Scarlet Witch, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I like the mythos of that. And I like the fact that then they turned on uh, you know, like at first when they start rising up, I thought that they were gonna attack Agatha. Because Agatha did kill them all. Would be a good reason. But no, they were just turning on uh Scarlet Witch. So I, I kinda loved I love that also.
1: Yeah, I think those I mean there's a lot of stuff we uh we really love about this episode.
0: Okay, so yeah, so I'm gonna keep going with more things I liked so <laughs> until you, you, you took tell me not to a lot
1: more notes than I did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> So, I did not pick up on this, but one of the articles I read, you know... Oh, the yeah. The Monica... No, so, Monica is, is, is captured by, you know, f- f- was it a fake Fetro? Fetro? Fake Pietro? Pietro. <laughs> yes. So, Pietro like fake guy. Anyway, so she finds his headshot, you know, and his name is uh, Ralph Boner. They make a little huh. boner, boner joke, which was... I enjoyed that also. <laughs> they didn't go too far with it. It was funny. Uh, we also... But then... Um, We learn how she's controlling him with the necklace and that, you know, she's always been referencing from the very beginning, you know, her husband, Ralph. And now we see who Ralph probably was, you know, this actor. Uh, So I thought I kind of thought that was cool. Um, And of course, what I liked uh, probably the most is the callback to the runes and, you know, learning the lesson of that, that Agatha had taught uh, Wanda, about, you know, in, in a certain enclosed space, whoever, whatever witch casts the runes, you know, is has the power. And when I saw it last night, I did not pick up on when she would have had the opportunity to create the runes. But watching for that in this episode, like, again, today, I see, I saw, you know, where she misses Agatha with her laser beam power thing. And where it hits the wall of the enclosed space, and that to me makes sense of when she formed the runes was right then, because up until that moment, Agatha had been using her power. So I was like, okay, it's not making sense. It's not making sense, but it does make sense. So I was really glad that the the internal logic that they had created within the show and the episode they were held true for, because that would have been really awful if it hadn't. Uh, so I and I love that. I love that she learned. I saw that, that. I thought that was cool. I did not see it coming. Again seems obvious now but what's isn't that what you're supposed to do with the endings of things? Let's make them, you know, surprising but inevitable. Yeah, success. They did that.
1: All right, so I'm out of things that I wrote down. I'm trying not to to overlap with stuff you've already said, but I've I'm kind of out of things trying to follow that.
0: All right, so let's talk about maybe some of the things before we get to the mid-credit and end credit. Let's talk about uh, during the body of the episode, maybe some things that we didn't love as much. Did you yeah, take any I just, notes on that? I, thought, I, <laughs> I'm did, <kidding>. I did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did take notes on that. Dad. Um I think overall, really, I I'm a little negative on this episode. I think all I don't know, it was a little anticlimactic. During the end I didn't really uh I actually I did I do applaud their 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 kind of killing of the children and that kind of <laughs> ending, waiting waiting for it all to uh Disappear, but I guess I guess I don't know. This may be my fault, but I didn't. Uh, I didn't feel for it as much as I feel like I wanted to, even though that that uh, I think that uh, conversation did everything right. Yeah, I, I maybe it's, maybe again it could be also my fault for maybe hyping it up a little too much. But I just when the episode ended, I was a little disappointed. Yeah, I kind of wanted a little. Uh, I wanted more. I was kind of. I felt the fight it started too early cuz this whole, most of this episode is just the final battle and like i realize that doesn't give enough time for maybe uh emotional moments with these other characters i don't really monica didn't have much to do in this episode either did uh agent wu
0: yeah this episode definitely focused on on wanda and her world and the, and the agatha kind of battle
1: and the two visions more
0: so than more so mean? than sword or the FBI, but I think that's a positive thing because you know, for me, and we discussed this you know kind of throughout the season, like we were never really attached to those sword characters and the FBI, like you know, woo, and, and he's fine, but i don't I don't really have an emotional attachment to him, nor to Monica Rambo, Rambo, however you pronounce it. Um, so that didn't bother me because I didn't really care about them uh, at all, and I really liked how. I thought with the kids, Family's Forever, I dug that. And I really liked uh, Vision. There's that moment kind of in the beginning, actually, you know, like, it was like a trailer moment, as you said, like in the trailer, like this is our home, so let's fight for it. I liked that decision that this, you know, made up red Vision goes with and says, all right, you know, I don't know what I am, but I'm going to fight for my family. And so I kind of dug that moment, and then at the end, I thought they paid it off nicely when he asks, you know, what am I? I thought her answer was awesome. I don't remember all of it, but it ends with, you know, what you are mostly is my love. You know, I thought that that got me. I thought that was good.
1: Yeah, I guess I wish, I don't know. So I think, as this long time, I wish the episode was longer so they had time to do other things besides, you know, just show – agathon won to fighting for most of the episode yeah i hear that and then like in two scenes they figure out the ralph boner thing and uh and then kind of we're done with that part we're done with monica and storyline yeah for the show
0: yeah i i I, I hear everything you're saying i just didn't have the kind of same reaction but you know you're not wrong it's how it's how it ever plays on you
1: you know and can also point out how and I've mentioned this previously. How just terrible Hayward is! How much do I really do dislike the character of Hayward.
0: I and I think for most of the first half of this season, I was defending that character. I mean, not as you know whatever their character is doing, but defending it as like a, an interesting, incredible character. But I've, I think I've, as the season's gone on, I've kind of worn. I, I'm kind of seeing it from your point of view more
1: on this when uh, when Cat Dennings crashes into the thing and it's like enjoy jail. Um, I I don't know. I kind of cringed a little bit of that.
0: Yeah, definitely. I did too. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Because like I mean, he he does end up firing his pistol at the the fake mutant kids. I mean, he could have like. Enjoy jail, okay. I will enjoy jail, and also I'm gonna shoot you in the head (laughs) because I'm an evil person and I've proven that. Like,
1: yeah, I agree. When, like, we see in the end credits scene him being like taken away in cuffs, I don't know. I I kept thinking of like (laughs) Scooby Doo, right? Where he's like, Oh, and I would have gotten (laughs) gotten away with it too if a
0: few crazy mutant witches or whatever they are, she is. Uh, I hear that. I agree with that. That that whole side of the story was not very compelling. We never got to meet the engineer, her great engineer.
1: No, I think that's or not that was that person that we uh, we, um, we hyped that up too much.
0: We hyped that up because they wanted us to hype it up though, just like we hyped up you know the um, that actor playing
1: Evan Peters.
0: Yeah, Evan Peters being in it, which was nothing but a ruse, right? Nothing but a red herring for the audience. 'Cause it had nothing to do with anything else, right? I mean there was, there there was really is no X-Men during reference. Our,
1: during our series of podcasts about WandaVision where I thought that this show would introduce both the X-Men and the Fantastic yeah. Four. <laughs> right. We got we got
0: nothing. No. We got nothing. We did get some stuff for the mid the mid credit scene, but it's not compel- was not compelling to me. You wanna shall we talk about that now? Uh no,
1: I think you had I think you had another thing bad, if I remember.
0: I think I probably. Oh yes, and this was. Oh, uh, this really bothered me. It bothered me at the time, and and this did not get better upon the second viewing. So they have Wu in handcuffs, and he's in you know in front of the head sword dude, you know, and they have little banter, 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 and then Wu is somehow able to so deftly charm everyone in the room that he is able to sit down on a desk with his hands tied behind his back, handcuffed behind his back and pick up a phone and a paperclip, and nobody notice. And there is literally a guard oh, like, meanwhile, right Hayward. behind him who would completely notice.
1: And while doing that, Hayward's just like, this is my villain monologue. You can tell how much of a villain I am. You should have no sympathy Edward. You know what I want to do? I want to shoot some kits. That really <laughs> makes me just the complete hateable human being. And just like the, I don't know, just like a... I didn't mind him shooting the kids. I liked
0: that. I think that was like okay, where he is evil. But again, these aren't normal kids. They just did their mutant thing. They just took all the weapons away from the other military people. Oh, that's another thing I liked. I liked the line of like you know, visions like, hey kids, you know, I know we didn't train you for this, and but she's like, but you were born for this. Like I, I dug that. I thought that was well done. And also, like the whole, like okay, go take care of the military kids while mommy goes and
1: fights Agatha. <laughs> I did like that. I didn't really like the, but you were made for it. I, 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 I don't it. have terribly too much attachment for the kids.
0: Oh, I have none attachment for them too. I just thought it was funny In good line. I enjoyed that. So yeah, so that really bothered me though that Wu is able to pocket a cell like so. Even so, all right. So so he grabs a cell phone like. Is he able to put it in his back pocket? Let's say that's hard, probably. But if he's not, so then he's just being walked out to the other place of base. And like, there's just no, I just don't, there's no way he would have been able to do the cell phone and the paperclip and nobody notice. Like, he was weird when he sat down on the desk. Like, who does that when they're being brought in in handcuffs? And like, I'm just going to lounge and lean against the desk here while the evil guy's giving his evil monologue. Yeah. I don't know, so I wish they had found a better way around that. That was did not ruin the episode or the, or the series for me. Clearly, but the more I think about it, the more angry I get about it. <laughs> like they, that was lazy. They could have done something better. Take that, Marvel. Yeah, ha ha. <laughs> um, all right. So that's all I got. That's all I got. Let's talk about the uh, let's talk about the mid credit scene.
1: Yeah, let's talk about what's yeah. So they've
0: wrapped everything up. You know, the episode ended. Wanda and Monica had her moment. Wanda leaves. And now we're like cleaning up the town kind of thing. Uh, doing uh, Rambo and Wu are having a moment, which was cool, fine. You know, again, don't really care about either one of them, but glad they, you know, they wrapped that up. And then the agent asked to talk to Rambo in the theater, you know, alone. And it turns out she's a, what is it,
1: Scroll? A Scroll. So,
0: Scroll, remind everybody, tell everybody
1: what Scroll is again. Uh, it's a shape-shifting alien in Captain Marvel.
0: Okay, so and it turns out this scroll is like,
1: hey, somebody wants to see you, right? Yeah, it's probably uh, either Nick Fury, because said of a friend of her mother's, which would include uh, well, Nick Fury or Carol Danvers or Ben Mendelssohn. And Carol Danvers is Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Okay, so one of those three. So that's probably setting up, because I think the next thing Monica's supposed to be in is either Captain Marvel 2, I think it is just Captain Marvel 2, and possibly this may tease her involvement in the Secret Invasion TV show.
0: Uh, okay. All right, well, that's cool. Well, I hope we get, I mean, I, I, didn't,
1: I didn't dislike her character, but just was not. Yeah, I'm not terribly, I don't really care about her too much.
0: I don't either, but I'm, I'm open to them making me care about her. Like, I would like to care about her. That would be a preference. Um, So, yeah. So, that didn't do... I wasn't like, oh, cool, exciting. Crazy. I guess we thought we'd see, like, Dr. Strange, like, come along with me. There's lots of universes out there that need helping you know i don't know what we thought was going to happen but
1: our stretchy arm mr fantastic <laughs> is like hey hey i'm the engineer anything
0: need engineering you know like long arms come around <laughs> like yay finally we got that answer and it was it was who we thought it was so like so when we, i guess if we're expecting that we're definitely gonna be disappointed with you know her pointing up like yeah you're going in space like well we've been in space a lot <laughs> <laughs> isn't that what swords supposed to do anyways be in space so I don't know so that didn't do much for me I did however really like the end in credit scene where now we're in the middle of nowhere in the mountains as you said it might be
1: something Mount Wungador from the comics we did, we did some reading up on the uh, character Wanda from the comics and Mount Wungador I don't know if it's the same place In Age of Ultron, but in the comics, it's where uh, the high evolutionary does sciencey things that enhance both Quicksilver and Wanda's powers. And
0: let me tell you, I did not read it myself, but Hank read me a lot of it of Wanda's like adventures through the comics, and there's a lot. There's a (laughs) ton. And I mean, she's been around
1: since like the 60s, so it makes sense.
0: Yeah, she's been a busy girl. Um, so this is her in this cabin. She's wearing some comfy sweatpants. She's making some tea and all's good. Like she feels whole and good. I'm digging it. And then the camera kind of moves and we go to this back room and Wanda's like up in the air in full scarlet witch mode researching the dark hold which is the, you know, the
1: book of spells or whatever for the witches, I guess. No, the book not not a book of spells. I think it's the book of the damned. Yeah, but the damned are known for their spells. Yeah, but I think it's more like an encyclopedia of evil things.
0: Okay, you think so? Yes. Are all witches Sorry, I
1: don't know why that's so... I'm, I'm so annoyed by that. Well, let's like, say from dark way cold. you From the way you said it before, it sounds like you thought it was like a spell book. Full of like, oh, I read this and now I can shoot ice out of my hands. Well, but it probably is a little bit like that. Like what do you think? I was like was I it short think, stories. I was <laughs> I, mean, I was thinking it was like an encyclopedia of evil things, like the or like what the Necronomicon Ex Mortis or whatever.
0: Right, but I think all both of those books either do if they're real, I don't know if they are or not. I'm sure there's spells in there. Like it'd be weird, like the, the Necronomicon thing definitely has spells in it. Anyway, so I, I you're right. It's not a spell book, but like. There's a whole chapter on her, you know, so maybe she's just reading up on her bio,
1: who <laughs> she's supposed to be. What am I supposed to say about it? But me.
0: I'm guessing at the end of reading this book and researching, she's going to have more power, including more spells.
1: Yes. Um, and it looks like from the noise that she's trying to find a way to bring her kids back.
0: Yeah, They're yelling, right? Aren't they yelling like they're in danger? Yeah. Yeah. So, so who knows? Oh, and the whole thing with, uh, sorry, this is... <laughs> But speaking of, you know, maybe so maybe the kids come back in future Marvel stuff. But also they left the door open for Red Vision to come back as well because, you know, she's like we've said goodbye a lot, so we might say hello again. So they I kept think that, that was over. and White Vision, that was just more went so off, referring right?
1: to. I think that was more so referring to White Vision. Like where he's like, well, White Vision's got his memories back, so you might run into him who is also me again. I mean,
0: I bet you're. I bet I, you might be right, but they, I don't think they indicated that at all. Like I, that's what I. They, thought they he wrapped was up him, to. but there's. No, I don't think there's anything in the text to to make you think that. Well, I My mean, like, white vision the, definitely seems separate at that moment.
1: Yeah, but for it looks like the memories he has the memories up to Avengers Infinity War. That's what it looks like.
0: Right. I mean, I think you're right in the effect going on, but I don't think it was that was in that scene. I don't think they were talking about White Vision. I think they were talking about him as Red Vision because I think that closes the emotional loop a lot better. Yes. Which is
1: what I think they were going for. And I liked it.
0: So there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I thought Red Vision was talking about White Vision. of course, Wanda would not have been talking about White Vision.
0: Uh, Okay. I'll buy that. Let's watch it again. (laughs) Let's watch it. it. Let me get that with my head. Five times. That's right. Uh, So overall, I thought a really good episode and a really good series. But so, what did you? So, what was your favorite episode, or did you have a favorite episode?
1: Uh, My favorite episode was definitely last week's. That one was the most emotionally compelling episode for me.
0: Tell me what. Tell me some moments, and tell me why.
1: I think it's just because the way you know the way we learn more about uh, the Wanda character, yeah, her I mean, whole really, backstory. There, they make us they make us feel for it. We see, I mean, it's kind of the most important episode because we kind of it sets up the rune stuff. It sets up, I mean, the entire reasons for uh, for why this is happening emotionally for Wanda.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. I think you're right. It was probably it probably is the most important episode, and I thought it was really, really good also.
1: Yes. Uh, was your? Uh, no, I will say my least favorite episode, actually, as well. My least favorite episode is either the one from two weeks ago, episode seven, where we get the Agatha all along thing, and I, I don't know. I, I didn't like that. I can't even remember the why I didn't like didn't that like? episode. No, 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 no. I was just... Oh, Give it more oh, information about episode. the episode. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't even remember why I didn't like that. I'll have to. Uh... Well, I was looking at my notes
0: that we made from for that time. It, that was the one that was Modern Family and The Office, and like because it wasn't funny. Oh yeah, that's like the why. Part where was TV funny. homage. It wasn't. It
1: wasn't funny at all. I think we're used to having funny and adventure and, and cool stuff. And I also thought the Agnes stuff was rushed, but they kind of fixed that a little bit in the next episode. But. Having watched that episode, like when, without, you know, having watched the other two, I felt it was rushed and didn't really make sense. But I think my actual least favorite episode is episode three. So remind me of square. Three. They kind of do, and oh, it felt like they were doing kind of the similar things they did in the first two episodes with the sitcom parody, right. but just not as good.
0: All right. Yeah, right. Right. I, I agree with my least favorite episode was episode seven, which is breaking the fourth wall, and we which we just talked about. Um, and there was, but there was cool stuff in that as well. But it was probably my least favorite. I think my favorite episode was the Halloween episode. What? what? Yeah, I think so. That was when we first had Vision, kind of really question questioning what he was doing, what was going on with him and Wanda. He goes out on his own adventure. We see him break through the barrier. There's that cool scene with him and Agatha in the car by that. We have the cool conversation with Wanda and Pietro. We have dead Pietro. We have dead. We didn't have dead vision in that one. But we had like the spooky like neighbors like doing automaton kind of things. And, um, and we had that, the costumes. Costumes were amazing. I think that was a really cool episode to me. Um, I think I'm going to put that as my favorite. But if I don't put that, then I'm going to put either nine or, you know, eight or nine tied, you know, would be it. I can say those are my three favorite episodes, I would say.
1: Yes. Uh, Exciting. So what do we think? I think if we're going to also do like runner up for favorite episodes, I think it'd be the first or the second one. The second one. For me because I was still really enjoying kind of the different feel of that and the kind of sitcoms stuff, yeah. That was really cool before, before an episode four, where I feel like it got a little too Marvel y, <laughs> right? Uh, a little bit too much of a uh return to form,
0: yeah. All right, I, I hear that. So, what do you think? So, what is now that the show is over, what do we think that the ramifications of this are going to be for the upcoming MCU stuff?
1: Well, um. I guess because there's a lot of, obviously, this is a miniseries. We're not getting a second season of this. But I guess for these different characters, Wanda is set to appear in the, uh, the Doctor Strange sequel. So maybe, I mean, the ways she could go to the Sorcerer Supreme, or maybe she goes to him looking for ways to be more powerful. Or looking, or maybe she does something involving bringing back the kids that uh, catches the attention of the Sorcerer Supreme. I mean, they did. They mentioned Agatha mentioned when she was holding the Darkhold that uh, that the Scarlet Witch is more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme. I
0: thought I heard that. I couldn't remember if it was if it was more or like as or less.
1: I think more. It was more. That's so they crazy have to, they cool. have to be kind of putting that in there for a possible fight. Against Dr. Strange. right?
0: It'll be Wanda and the Engineer versus Dr. Strange and uh, the Fantastic Four stretchy guy. <laughs> so the Engineer won't be
1: the oh, yeah. Fantastic Four sense. stretchy guy. <laughs> right. Good
0: point. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it makes me really, really excited about the next
1: Dr. Strange movie. And the funny thing is... Um, when the lineup was originally announced for the shows, this show was supposed to happen later than it does, which means we have more time to wait than we originally would have for Doctor Strange 2.
0: Oh, uh, that's disappointing. I was just going to ask you, like, when is the Doctor Strange movie coming out, and is it tomorrow? Because I want to watch it now.
1: No, I will find out uh, where when the Doctor Strange... Two comes out. I think it's next year.
0: Do you think it was originally like this comes out, and then a few weeks later the movie comes out?
1: No, it definitely wasn't uh, that much. Okay, March twenty fifth, twenty twenty two. It's a long time away. Yeah, but else, a lot can happen in a year. As a lot we've, can and we we've have like found tons out. of tons of other Marvel stuff this year though? So. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Um cool all right Uh, next for the the i mean there's most of these characters are people that are going to appear later um uh monica going into captain marvel 2 gonna be doing captain marvel stuff with (laughs) captain marvel (laughs) (laughs) and kroll scroll scroll stuff against the kree possibly i think that's the plot of secret invasion and the plot of probably captain marvel 2 okay so, yeah, I guess more of her character, more of her. I mean, the next time we see her, she's probably going to get in full costume, right? Be full photon.
0: Yeah, I don't know anything about photon, or, but I don't even know what that full costume would mean or look like.
1: I think it's white and black.
0: Okay. Oh, really? All right.
1: And I think she can fly, too. Like, she's much more powerful than I think we get to see. Well, Michelle. she was
0: flying t- this episode. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What was there an invisible ladder she was on? Like she was definitely in the air. Oh, we're talking about Monica. Monica, Monica, Monica okay. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking of Scarlet Witch. I was like, I was like, I like the red on her. <laughs> okay, so Monica becomes photon. Photon, yeah. Okay, and that was all me. Sorry about that. It's like she flew? Did I miss
1: that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, whoops.
0: <laughs> All right. Anything else we should say about this episode or season?
1: Um, I don't know. I guess there's so much left up in the air. For the, for what's to happen? I'm just I'm just excited for the for the rest of the MCU. Yeah, I'm excited for the possibilities. Oh, and also, we uh, do not have to wait very long for something new from Jack Schaefer in the Marvel Universe. She is one of the uh, people who did the story for Black Widow.
0: Oh, yay, that movie, right? Yeah. I'm excited about that.
1: I'm excited about that. There's a whole lot more Marvel.
0: Yay, uh, Marvel.
1: On. We got a uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier in two weeks. And that we'll is, be we'll be doing the exciting. same thing we did for uh, Wandavision for that. I like that. I'm looking forward. Please, to Please, please be hour long episodes. Please be hour long episodes. <laughs> yeah. Please be hour long episodes. I would prefer that as well. But yeah, what do you think? Do you have any any idea? I don't know. I hope that. I mean, I hope they're hour long. I wish this show was hour long. Was an hour long.
0: Yeah, me too. But I thought it was a really really good show. So I'm, let's let's spend 90 seconds on which one you enjoyed better, The Mandalorian or or WandaVision.
1: Of the big, uh, the big Disney Plus weekly shows that everyone on Twitter right. likes it to talk made about.
0: My, made our Friday nights uh, fun.
1: Yes. I'm going to say this. I, I, I kind of dislike the Mandalorian's kind of uh, episodic way. That's just not my thing. Although it's, got, it's tough between the what two. What do you
0: mean by that? Episodic way.
1: I can't, what I mean, I, I don't know no, I should have been, I, I was confused at the words episodic and procedural.
0: So procedural is like law and order, where there's like one case per week. That is now what I mean. I mean. I mean procedural.
1: A, okay. That where it's uh, Mando goes on one adventure, and the next episode Mando goes on another adventure. I don't know. I felt the less, less of an emotional connection during Mandalorian than I did during WandaVision. Oh, that's interesting.
0: Yeah, I thought they both did it. I mean, they're both a hybrid. They're, 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 they they're are a both. hybrid. Both of them, right?
1: Well, yes, yes, and they're both like don't don't get me wrong. I like I very much like both of them, but I think it's close. But I think I like Wandavision a little bit more.
0: Adds, what if we compare the first season of The Mandalorian to this?
1: I I think I'd still say Wandavision. I need to actually I did go and look back at the first season of The Mandalorian. But I feel like I might need to do it again because yeah. it's hard because I remember originally watching The Mandalorian. I really enjoyed it, but I don't know if that was just like the excitement of it's something this high quality in Star Wars on television. Right. It's shot like a
0: movie. Yeah. And I when I think when you, when you asked me this question at lunch, I thought my answer was The Mandalorian, but I don't know it anymore.
1: So I'm not sure. They're very close. They're both good. They really are. Uh, what are you reading, man? I am reading, I'm in between things. I'm reading the Ebert book. I'm reading the uh, Sandman. I'm reading the Kafka book. I'm reading all kinds of things. I think for the last couple of weeks, I've been I've been saying those. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get on it. I'll get better at reading. It's been a busy couple of weeks.
0: It's been a busy couple of weeks. Uh, I am still reading and listening to, uh, doing a little bit of both, I'm switching on and off with the audiobook of A Brief History of Seven Killings by Marlon James think his name is and it's really good but it's devastating and it's dark and you know it's it's rough at times where we're basically the last three chapters have all been just like oh like you're punching me in the gut continually so i'm ready for some i presume he's gonna break this tone because i don't think as a reader like you can take too much more of it like in a row like we need a and there's not really, I guess there is some comic relief in it, and I'm, I'm due for a little bit of comic relief uh, for the next chapter.
1: Misa, like Bob Marley. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this
0: book needs is a Jar Jar Binks character. Uh, awesome. Well, this was uh, super fun. I enjoyed watching this show with you, and I enjoyed making this show with you. Uh, I'm
1: excited. Would you, uh, would the listeners like to know what's up next? they might in the Amazon culture podcast we'll be recording a podcast for coming to america which came out yesterday uh we're trying to find a guest for it we may just give up on trying to find a guest for it and not <laughs> and not do it with a guest uh coming up is uh the snyder cut When is that? Is that? Fun? that's that's in two weeks
0: that's in two weeks that's exciting
1: that's in two weeks that comes out on a thursday
0: all right, we'll have to we'll
1: have to figure out, we'll
0: have to figure everything that's going
1: on with and that. It's four hours long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's Snyder, and it's a
0: cut. So that'll be coming up very, very soon.
1: And we also have a uh, every movie on the long, long list of movies on that we have uh, have accumulated to record podcasts on.
0: But in the meantime, but 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 spring break,
1: spring break is coming up soon, so we'll be able to. Uh, some more of those out.
0: Yeah, we will. We will do some 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 heavy heavy lifting with the with the, the list I think. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Alright uh, let's wrap things up. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, day De to De Dagohoy. Until we meet again. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Owls on Culture Podcast. Our theme music was recorded and assembled by Marine Serzienne and Antoine Flandre. The show is produced by Pinecone Turkey. To learn more about Pinecone. Turkey Turkey.com, where you can read the latest blog posts from the Owls on Culture hosts and sign up for the Flock email. A twice a month newsletter that delivers a short film, poetry, short story and visual art right to your inbox. It's your monthly dose of art curated by Pinecone Turkey. If you'd like to support the podcast you can do so by leaving us a rating on iTunes. Thanks for listening.